Hey friends, it's August 9th, and I will say that I have attempted this podcast several times, and with the life events that I have going on right now, and I've decided we're going to do things a little bit differently. So every morning I have a routine, and that consists of my gratitudes my new store story and armoring up. So involved with that armoring up, I take my vitamins, um, essential oils in, on, or around me, right? And prayer. So there's a morning routine that I do to armor up. And so we are going to just kind of go through my morning routine. I'm going to share a little bit of a a bit of a story that that I've been through and go from there. So right now I'm using the Root 2 Tip Serum in my hair from doTERRA. You can find that on my Live Dosha page on resources going down to the doTERRA button. And that's where you can find the doTERRA resources. So I love, I love the smell of the Root 2 Tip Serum. Super yummy. Just massage that into my scalp and on the on the tips of my hair and just throughout my hair as it dries. So I started off with a shower and now I'm putting in the root to tip serum as I get prepared to put on my makeup. My father always called this war paint growing up. So war paint, what have you. I'm using the um, moisturizer from doTERRA in the green bottle. I don't know how to say it, but if you're watching the live Zoom, I'll show you that bottle. But you can also find that at slash resources under the doTERRA button. Vera, Virage, Virage, Virage. Um, I will look into how to say that more properly, but it's my favorite moisturizer the conditioner that i use is the smoothing conditioner from doTERRA and then like i said the root to tip serum this is just a little bit of a foundational base work letting you know my morning routine as i get into the story and why why it's august did i say august 8th it's August 9th, <laughs> August 9th. And I'm just now doing my beginning of the month Armoring Up podcast. I did this podcast several times, but there were interruptions or just like self-sabotage that was happening. Um, and I found it more important to just get the make sure that I get the message out there, this message that I have rolling in my mind to share with the events and the stories that I've been through this last few weeks. So the next thing that I used in this process was the Flawless HP Prime and Perfect. Um, it's a primer from Alouette. If you guys know me, I utilize some Alouette products there. They do have products with some fragrance. So if you are allergic to fragrance, that's not going to work with you for you, but my skin is very sensitive. And for me, Alouette has been the best one for that. I've used it many, many years and I love, I love their products. Um, the primer is one of those and their foundation as well as um, eyeliner and i love their their lip gloss so I'll go ahead with the, the foundation as i share some of my stories so let's get to it right so july 20th I graduated 
from BYU-Idaho online with my bachelor's degree in marriage and family studies. It's something many of you know I've been working on for a while. Well, I could say the last 17 years, right? But particularly the last four years of focus. I enrolled in school four years ago. A month later, found out we were pregnant with our fifth child. And something that I thought I could never do was to go to school with children, right? And so I was waiting until my fourth child was in kindergarten before returning back to school. So I got my associate's degree when I was pregnant with my first child. And about three months before she was born, I graduated with my associate's degree and decided that when all my kids were back in school, I was going to go back to school as well. And that was the plan. My five-year-old was was just getting into kindergarten when I decided to go back to school. And a month later, we found out we were pregnant with our little baby girl. And I learned that I was stronger than I even thought I was. I learned that I learned how to utilize resources that I never had before. I learned that I had more strength inside of me that I didn't understand that I had. So I went back to school and not only did I go back to school, but also I made the decision to homeschool my children. Not only was I going back to school with, with a brand new baby, but also with my children homeschooled. And I found that that worked for me, that that is what worked best for me and my family. Everyone's different. But my family and I, we had this goal to have a very adventurous July 2022 graduation celebration party. Like July was our month. Okay. And, and it really was, we had a blast. July was pretty awesome. Um, a lot of miracles unfolded in our life in July, and it was pretty neat, something I definitely wanted to share with everyone. July 18th, that was Monday, we decided to head to my graduation. Now, mind you, the kids had already been having a really spectacular July swimming parties and camping trips and conferences like they July was definitely their month they were already having so much fun there were so many events that they had been to and they were literally going from one spot to the next just really learning about themselves about their friendships relationships about their savior and just really having a good time we had a family reunion the weekend before we left. So Sunday was last day of the reunion, the family reunion. And then we were leaving Monday evening to our next event, which would be graduation. And then on to Yellowstone is that was the plan. So we packed up our house, the RV camper. It was, it's actually a bumper pool is, is, more exact term for it and we packed up the car and we had bought this car specifically for this trip to make this trip to pull the the house behind us so that we could make this trip and so we bought I, I say car but it's an SUV we bought particularly for this trip like it was to pull this camper and just to do it really well so the year before we had used a different vehicle and it just didn't seem safe. It didn't seem like that was going to work for the trip that we had planned. 
And we wanted to check all of the boxes and just make sure that we would be the safest that we could be. Okay. And so we did that and, and we planned and we prepared. And like I said, we checked all the boxes to make sure we were ready for this trip. Um, just to give you an idea, we're now on the lip silks. This is one of my favorite morning dew from Alouette. It's like a gold tint that I put on top of um, the perfectly pink lip glosses. These are my favorite, favorite items from Alouette are, are these lip, lip glosses. And like I said, you can find those at Limbosha under resources under Alouette. So we planned and prepared this trip, got everything ready, you know, had grandpa was going to be taking care of the animals and everything was washed and cleaned. We took some items out of the camper. We normally don't, but this trip we decided just to take a few things out of the camper that were unnecessary for the trip. And just to really give ourselves more space that we could really enjoy each other. And the celebration, this was going, this was a huge celebration. Mom had been going back to school for four years. And though we've had fun and trips throughout the four years of me going back to school, this was just signified, you know, my daughter's high school career and um, just this new start. It's really signifying a new start. So we, everything was clean. Every linen, every countertop, every, I mean, the storage unit was organized. We were set. Everything was clearing, clean and clear and ready to go. Okay. And we were on our way. So this was Monday night. We were all set. We we got the right brakes. We got a brand new jack for the bumper pull, automatic jack, um, trailer brakes. Everything was set. So we headed on our way, and there was something that I noticed that throughout the last four years and going on these different trips during school and these different vacations and different things we had to get to, there was always this really um, seemed to be this, what did I call it? But like this transitional confrontation, like, oh my goodness, that we need to be on time. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do that. That kind of thing. And this trip didn't have any of that. Like we were all calm. We knew what we were doing. It was planned. It was very organized and planned. We were ready. It was just peaceful. We were just had this peaceful feeling and the kids are enjoying their, they've got different movies going or music, headphones. So it's all very quiet. All five kids are occupied and, um, and Monty and I were just having the a pleasant conversation. There was something that I noticed that, you know, that it was a really like peaceful start to our trip, which was that is something that I was grateful for. Something I noticed right away that this is really nice. That's what I said. Um, but there was a couple instances where the wind started picking up our trailer a little bit. And I started getting nervous. It was it was similar to <clears throat> what we had experienced the year before <clears throat> in the vehicle we had before. And and Monty kept assuring me it's it's safe. It doesn't feel like last year at all. Like I feel like we have a lot more control over this vehicle. Things are going well. But there was there was just a couple instances that had me very alert and aware like okay hold on hold on what what is really happening right now and 
And there was one instance where a semi passed us and Monty felt what I felt. And he said, well, you know what? It's things are kind of picking up. And, and about that time we both started discussing together. Okay. What should we do next? How can we maneuver the situation, maybe pull off and, and recalibrate and see where we're at on things. And about that time he was moving over into the left lane as we're trying to decide how we're going to get around these semis so that we can pull off the side of the road and, and recalibrate. And as he's pulling into the left lane and um, the semis are passing and we're, we're passing anyhow, there's this wind current that came through and just really started whipping our trailer. And this was right in the middle of a discussion, like what shall we do um, to get off this freeway and in that moment, as he's trying to decide, I see him, there were signs that he was losing control like this. And, and so this new car that we purchased has different things that tells us like the, the seat will buzz, right? So we feel that, you know, I could see that the wheel he was losing control that way of the steering wheel. And there's like a noise that happens, like a, you know, there's the buzz that you get when you get too close to the edge of the road, but also the the car does its own kind of buzz that things are happening. So all of these signs and senses help us to know, okay, something's happening here. And so I can tell that there's no there's not going to be a recovery here. So I grab, I grab the bar, uh, to brace myself to turn, to tell the children, like, it's okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. We're okay. We are okay. We are okay. And I, I see each one of them when I look into, I look into their eyes and I, all that could come out of my mouth was we are okay. We are okay. We are okay. But my mind was going through different scenarios about each one of them. What would I do? Without each particular child. But everything that came out of my mouth was, we are okay, we are okay, we are okay. So much that I felt it entirely throughout me that no matter what was going through my mind, the fears, the anxiety that was going through my mind, the words, we are okay, we are okay, we are okay, just engulfed all of me. And... I even remember like second guessing the words in my mouth, like how would we be okay? And the answer still was, we are okay. No matter what happens to any of us, we are okay. And so I clung to that. I clung to the, to the handle and to the eyes of my children and to the to my voice, just repeating, we are okay, we are okay, we are okay. And we spun and came to a stop. And my husband looked behind us and saw that the trailer had flipped and got out of the car. He ran to check on that. I turned to the children again and I said, stay right here. Just stay right here, stay put. And I jump out of the car and I see that and I smell I smell the brakes it was obviously the brakes it was the burning but there was a sense that triggered into me danger like whoa and I saw that the propane tanks had been pinned so I decided at the point to jump back in the car and tell the children get out get out get out so we all get out and I send them down the meridian so we we were going eastbound and we ended up westbound in the middle of the freeway in the meridian. And 
I gathered them all up at a distance in the meridian, away from the car, but in the middle of the meridian, safe from all the other cars. And I check on each one of them and I tell them, you are okay. They had complete terror in their eyes. And I just hugged them and I just said, we're okay. And I took pictures to show them like, we're okay. And I asked the two older girls to hold the children together and to keep them safe from all the other cars coming and going. They're just whipping by us. I said, please keep these children safe. Just stay together, stay right here. I need to go talk to these people because at this time there were witnesses coming. There was three witnesses that came. One was helping Monty to determine what to do with the car to check if Monty was okay. There was another, the next was a lady. She was an off-duty EMT and she asked if she could check out all the children. And I said, absolutely, that will help them feel better to know somebody's checking on them. And the third, about the time we started saying, what should we do now? Should we call this in? What The third came running and he said, I called it in, we're good. And he came in to check on all of us. Neither my husband or I had ever been in a wreck like this before. And so having three these three angels or servants come comfort us at that time to know to help clear our mind to calm our mind and what to do next it was so helpful and then as the police and the first responders started coming Well, I should say, as the witnesses left, knowing that we were all right, good and safe, we huddled together and we just looked at each other. We said a prayer. Of gratitude that we were all okay. And in that moment, the first responders came and the, and the police to help us to get started for what was to happen next. There's a Psalms that I read to my children this morning. Psalms 46.10, and it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. But the part, be still and know that I am God. As we are marked this morning, I want to have focus on that Psalms, on that scripture. And I'll explain why.
excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm very, there's a lot of emotion around this story, a lot of lesson around the story, a lot of miracles for my family and I in this story. But I, my hope is that it can touch your heart. As we started spinning and everyone had their seatbelts on, everyone had their seatbelts on and I grabbed the bar and I looked at my children and I just locked my eyes with theirs. And and we talked about, as we're talking about, we still know that I am God. I think about the experience and telling them we're okay, we're okay, we're okay. And how I felt as our car was spinning. That peace. There are cars whipping by us going westbound and cars whipping by us going eastbound. And, and our car is spinning. Our trailer is flipping. Um, that peace in the eye of the storm is really what I want to focus on today as we arm prop and how important it is to know that we are nothing. And that God is everything. But that we are children of God. So at the end of the day, any of the voices or the chaos or everything that's going on around you, if you put a stillness to that and just say stop and say, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Be still and know that I am God. You're okay, you're okay, you're okay. Stop in that moment, armor up. Through prayer, through checking priorities, checking routine, checking your story, checking the voices, check the boxes. When you're in those moments of storm, do a check, be still and know that he's God. And then start checking the boxes. Check that you're okay. Check what is really happening. And prioritize. The next few steps that we had to take, I had to I had to report to the police officers what happened. I had to get the trailer cleaned up. We were all over the Meridian. Things had to be cleaned up. I had to make decisions. The first tow truck that came, I noticed it wasn't it wasn't going to work. And I had to have my armor up so I could be aware of all of the signs, all of my senses, all of my feelings that told me and the advocates that I had that helped me to know we need to pick someone else. It's just not going to work out. To which then led me to a next towing company that came. I, I didn't even know that I had these choices, but as I voiced my concerns and I asked, and and they told me, do you want us to do it? And 
I realized I had a choice. And I said, no, I don't. I don't want you to do this. And I trusted in myself and my feelings. And the next tow truck that came, felt like an army of angels just jumping in, helping us to find our stuff through priority. They asked, what is the most essential thing, items in this trailer? And they helped us find it. They helped us gather up the most essentials. And at the end of the night, my children had clothes. Not all of their clothes, but they had. My son had asked for a blanket that my mother made for him. And it was the most important thing to him. And he didn't want anything else from that trailer except for the blanket my mother had made for him. And one of the crew members and I, we were just digging through the rubble. <laughs> there was one thing that my daughter, my teenage daughter and I, we fought about every camping trip that we went on, can I just hang out in the trailer? Do I have to sit in the car with everyone else? What teenager wants to sit in the car with everyone else? They don't. They want their own space. They want to feel free, but protected at the same time. And it was a constant no. No, you cannot. You cannot hang out in the trailer during the road trip. You need to be with us. One of the first things that I remember her saying, when we find found the initial that we are initially that we're safe was, Mom, thank you for not letting me ride in the trailer. So as I'm digging for my son's blanket, Her bed was on top. Her bed was on top of his bed. And I had to pull the roof and her bed off from his bed to find that link that wasn't even there. And They had been flung beneath other rope. Um, my heart was so full of gratitude that I wasn't, I wasn't searching for them. For her. There was so much to be grateful for. And that is what brings me to tears the most. I know the last few weeks people have caught me in a moment where I can't find any words that I, I just start crying. And I know they're wondering, oh, is she sad? And, you know, they don't have a house right now, which we do. We have plenty of family. We just don't have that thing that we call ours. But we have 
everything because of our family resources. And I couldn't be more grateful, but it's just not that thing we call ours anymore. And it will come, you know, there will come another trailer, there will come another house. We have a goal, we have a path and a strategy and we're getting there. But I know people think, oh, she's sad she doesn't have a house. But I can't think of one time where I lost words due to tears where I've been sad about not having a house. But every time I'm overwhelmed with gratitude for the miracles because what's actually happening through my mind is the battle of what if. And in those moments, it's not the fear of what if as much. I've had moments and spells of anxiety of the what if and that kind of thing, but what moves me to the tears is the miracle that it's not. That's not what happened. We're okay, we're okay. Ephesians 6.11 says, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The answer is in the armor. Put on, polish, and align your armor of God. This armor naturally aligns your chakra energy system, protects your soul, ignites your abilities and passions, so that you are ready to choose to love yourself, your family, and the world. Again, here on this call, we begin each day right true and ready to put on the full armor of god with the light of christ every morning we get the chance to choose to accept and allow his healing power to light our souls throughout the day let us begin by finding a comfortable position and gently closing our eyes and taking a deep cleansing breath of light through your nostrils while counting one, two, and three. And out through your mouth with the count of one, two, and three. And again, and continue this pattern of breathing as we go through the next activity, cleansing, polishing, and aligning our armor. I would like you to imagine scanning through your body from the top of your head down to the tips of your toes, shedding off all negative, yucky, dark, stinky, or heavy energy, and just letting it all dissipate and dissolve beneath you, removing itself from you and freeing your soul. And as you become free and clean, I want you to imagine raising your arms up to the heavens Opening your stance, relaxing your body, and allowing heaven's rays of light to pour upon you. And deep breath. Soon you will notice a single bold pillar of light directly above your crown. This is where you may choose to connect with this rod of light and allow this rod to be a conductor of light that will penetrate, straighten, and correct your crown, alleviating all darkness and confusion of who you are. And deep breath. You know that you are a child of God. You are a warrior of light. You are prepared to now allow yourself access to all truth and right. And as you accept this route of light, it becomes a conduit in activating all your power centers and armor, aiding and empowering the light of Christ 
to polish and strengthen your armor and protect your soul. A splash of violet now pours from your crown, spreading down the back of your head, embracing around the front of your forehead, and circling your third eye while turning into a deep blue. As it encircles in a clockwise motion, empowering your vision and inspiration capabilities. Your helmet of salvation is totally illuminating your vision, your pathway of integrity, purpose, and God's plan for you. And deep breath. The deep blue light continues to forge onward, turning into turquoise as it spreads down the back of your neck, your cheeks, your jaw, securing just under your chin, snugly and comfortably clipping into place, allowing your lips to easily and properly conduct and convey the words the Lord would be pleased to assist in your creative expression. This day, this week, and this moment of your breath of life and experience on earth. And the turquoise light seeps from your helmet, pouring into your heart center, which is the bridge and conductor of all your energy centers. As it pours into your heart center, it turns green as it splashes and instantly activates and multiplies, lighting and engulfing your heart, flooding and spreading throughout your chest, bringing your chest and shoulders back into alignment and threading securely into place, creating your bright and impenetrable breastplate of righteousness. This green light runs down each side of your spine, braiding through and aligning each vertebra in preparation to, for strength and steadfast readiness. As it runs downward, one third of each light spreads yellow from the mid back, wrapping around just below your sternum and fastening to your solar plexus chakra point. And deep breath. And while the remaining yellow continues to drip down your spine, turning orange, another one-third of it spreads freely from the kidney area of your back, forming a protective shield while wrapping around securely and fastening to your sacral chakra point. Empowering power and creation within your soul and within your purpose and your pathway. And yet still the last remaining orange seeps from behind, completely engulfing the lower part of your torso, embracing your loins and truth, and pouring a thickness of gospel peace and preparation, encompassing your right foot and now your left. On down into protective thickness of gospel peace and preparation, sending a red wave of light rolling out a velvet carpet along your path, purpose, that is just for you. And as this red wave of light returns back to you, surging up the front of your entire being, you're empowered with a shield of faith, encompassing your entire body, mind, and soul with bright, radiant colors of heaven's light. And as your shield secures onto the back of your neck, that right, that light runs down and around your right scapula, raising your right arm as you wield your sword of the spirit, God. And that same light branches off from the base of your neck, spreading down and around your left scapula, raising your left arm in preparation and preparedness for the heavens to shower and pour down personal direction into your now ready cup of revelation. Here is where you will ask the questions to your Father in Heaven. What is it that the Lord would have me start doing that would aid in polishing this area of my life? To help me on my path and my goal and my purpose. And deep breath. And what is it the Lord would have me stop doing that would allow my armor to shine even more brightly? Was there an area of discomfort, darkened color, or interrupted flow while putting on polishing and aligning my armor today? And deep breath. And 
And when you are ready, lower your arms and pull all the colors of all the light of heaven that has encompassed your being. And whatever essential oil that you chose today, your motivating oil, just go ahead and breathe that in to just help really strengthen this armor full of your vision and full of smell. And through tapping to tap that armor into place, bring in all of your senses to really strengthen this armor. Is there any resistance or limits or confusion arising? Okay, check in. Count the cost of this resistance of this current battle. And if that cost is high or uncomfortable, I would invite you to simply just let it go. Release your soul from the heaviness of that cost. Give yourself back permission to purify your armor and align your purpose. Now is the time to stand for truth, to strengthen your armor, and to stand steadfast in faith. Repeat this in your mind after me. I am awake and aware that I am a child of God. I am a warrior of truth and light. My armor is polished and prepared for the threats against right. I stand for peace. I stand prepared. I love mankind. My armor is aligned. And as you continue breathing, become awake and aware that you are ready for this day with your armor aligned. When you are ready, go ahead and open your eyes. Deep breath and just spread your light. Receiving light back. And deep breath. I want you to go ahead and record your feelings, your inspirations of what to start and what to stop in your own life to help you on your path and purpose, to help keep you centered on Christ in, in the storms and in the battles that you're going through, to center yourself on Christ. And what can you do to help you to really secure that centeredness? So that with the storms all around you, that you know that you are okay. You are okay. That if you ever feel like you're out of control. And everything's just so heavy that you look to Christ. And let him remind you that you are okay. I invite you to use all of your senses in this battle. I invite you to use your vision board, your AM PM schedule, your new stories to cancel out all of the noise and define Christ. I invite you to use and armor up with your essential oils that you can use that aroma to bring you back to center instantly. I invite you to use the tools in your toolbox to find that peace in Christ. I invite you to be still and know that he is God and that he loves you and that you are okay. I invite you to armor up every day. Every day, every day, every day. That might look different for you than it does for me. 
But if you find a routine, you find confidence in your purpose, in your path, and you find confidence in you because you're going to do what you said you were going to do. A question some of you may have is, did you make it to graduation? Well, that's a question we had in our mind the whole time. Are we going to keep going? What are we going to do? After we got everything settled and we found the essentials and we knew everyone was safe, we asked, uh, my husband and I looked at each other and we said, what are we going to do next? What are we going to do about graduation? What are we going to do about this trip? And we looked at each other and we said, we're going to do the next step. We're just going to do the next step. And the next step, it kind of went like this, right? We talked to the EMTs. We talked to the police officers. We find the right towing company. We gather up our essentials. We ask for help. We gather our resources. When you're in a time of crisis, you need to look at the actual event, see what's happening. You need to gather both your resources and you need to check your responses. How am I doing with this? How am I responding to this? How are we responding to this? You get your center on Christ. You look at your resources. You ask for help. You check the severity, the criticalness of this. How critical is this? What is the next priority? Those are the steps to help during a crisis. And that really determines the total crisis that you're going through. What is actually happening? Check how I'm responding. Check my resources. How critical is this? That determines the entire scene of what happens next. And so we checked the next step. We decided to not decide. We had a goal to go to graduation. That's still a goal. Our time is not up. Okay. But there are things that have to happen. Just as we were preparing for graduation, we were preparing for this goal. We're doing the next action steps. We're doing the next thing. We're checking all the boxes that we had on our way. And a storm happens. And we have to recalibrate. We have to renegotiate. We have to recheck where we're at and start checking boxes again. And so that's what we did. We did the next steps. We asked for help. We gathered our help. Okay, if we are even going to think about making it to graduation, what is our next step? Okay, and and so we did that and we gathered up our children. We wanna make sure they're safe. We, we gather up all the essentials, what we need. We get in the car, we get them to the next safest place. Okay, after checking our resources, finding out where that would be, we got them to that safe zone. We gathered up our team, our community, our friends, our family, what we needed to be able to clean up the freeway, clean up our items, get everything secured, the essential things. So, well, I'm running two days into one. The first night, we get home, we get our children safe, they're safe, we get rest. We had to rest. That was a lot. We we found a safe place for our family to rest. We got up the next morning. We continued. The next step, what what our advocates were were advising us to do, which would be to you know, go and gather the rest of our supplies, check in with insurance, um, check in with the towing company, go and see what we could salvage, gather everything up. Okay, we're checking back in. Are we going to graduation? Okay, this, this, and this has to be done before we can go. We're going to continue to do these steps. Clear up. Okay, at what point do we decide that this has to be renegotiated altogether? Okay, 
I need to do this, this, and this by this time, or we need to renegotiate. So that's what we did. We did all of the boxes. We would renegotiate at 5 a.m. Wednesday morning to decide because that's as much time as we needed to get there. Are we ready to go? We didn't know if we're going until 5 a.m. Wednesday morning. And we got up, we checked back in. Are these things done? Yes, they are. Are we going to go? Yes, we are. And we went. So to report, we did go to graduation. Um, we were exhausted. We were emotional. My children slept through all of the second half. And that was okay. I was totally okay with that. My, I was sitting down with the graduates and my husband snaps a picture and texts it to me. And I look and I see all of my children sleeping. totally exhausted but we made it and we all checked back in do we want to go do we still want to go the children kept asking are we still going we asked them do you want to go yeah I want to go okay we're going to do the best we can we're going to recalibrate renegotiate we're going to decide together It was a graduation I will never forget. It was beautiful. The speakers touched my heart. The emotions, the, the refinement that we were all going through touched my heart. Because I knew that we were going to be different from this experience. We found a next safe place. Thursday, we rested all of Thursday. Friday, we got up and we went on to do the next steps that we had planned in our celebration. We visited Bear World and we went to the temple and we did things together and we took pictures, lots of pictures. And we found the next safe place and we went to bed and we got up and we went to Yellowstone and my children saw Old Faithful for the first time and my children saw the Tetons for the first time. I was pregnant with Michaela when I visited Jenny Lake for the first time. And it was beautiful, and I'd always wanted to go back with all of my children, and we went back with all of my children to Jenny Lake, and it was beautiful. I guess the last thing that I'll leave you with is a reminder of be still and know that I am God. The quote from Psalms. And I'd like to add with that, this too shall pass. I know you're going through things too. 
I know you're going through things that are so difficult. But I want you to know that I love you and God loves you and he's there. And if you armor up, you can feel him close to you even when you don't know what's going to happen next. Just ask your father for the next first step. Bring in your resources, gather your thoughts. I know it's hard. I know you're going through stuff. But I also know you can be okay if you look to Christ. Find the light of Christ within you. Armor up and do the next first step. I love you. Remember to armor up every day, every day, every day. Goodbye, my friend.